From the over-the-top mobile studios at CU Sports Medicine and Performance Center here in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas, and we're here with Ryan Kohler. Ryan, you look insanely fit to be working here instead of working out. Thank you. <laughs> it's part of the job sometimes. <laughs> now, how did you get to be involved with uh, CU Sports Med and Performance? So I started at uh, Boulder Center for Sports Medicine a few years ago, and um that was uh, that was after a short time working with uh, BMC's U.S. mountain bike team, and uh, it was, you know, about time to start looking for um, a, a steadier job with a little less travel. So um, I found this, and um, it it had all the aspects of of things that I've done in the past and what I enjoyed working with athletes, um, you know, the coaching, nutrition, everything like that. So uh, it turned out to be a good fit. So do you miss all the travel and everything, kind of the the glitz and glamour of being with some a team like BMC? At times, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. You know, there's, there's, yeah, fun times traveling. You get to see a lot of the, kind of that behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on and just, um, you know, see all the, some of the best riders out there. So um, it's cool to kind of be in that scene for a while. But, um, yeah, you know, and then um, when you, you know, kids and things like that, it's, uh, you also want to make get home too. So it was a nice change. <laughs> so what were your duties with BMC? Um, I managed the team. So it was organizing, um, the, uh, it was organizing the travel, the hotels, the races, you know, the on-site support and, uh, the riders would jump in as well to help once we were there, but it was mainly just making sure that, um, uh, we had everything prepped and ready to go for the races, for any camps that we did. And then, um, on the race days, making sure that everything just ran smoothly and, uh, and we didn't have any issues, you know, equipment was ready and all that. We had a mechanic that we worked with as well. So with the two of us and then some help from the team, we just made sure everything ran as smoothly as possible so the riders could focus on racing. And what are your duties here? So here I manage the sports performance department. So uh, <laughs> fairly similar in uh, a lot of the day-to-day the -day operations, making sure things run smoothly, orders get placed, things like that. But um, there is the other side where I still am actively involved in um, you know, the, the fun part of it, where um, you know, I, I do the uh, nutrition component here. My background is in sports nutrition, so um, I work as a sports nutritionist as well. And um, I still coach a few people, and uh, you know, I do our indoor cycling classes. So I still get to be pretty heavily involved on that. Uh, on the active side of things. And uh, so it's a nice balance. Now, do you still compete or anything? Uh, again, I started off by mm -hmm. saying you look really fit. <laughs> yeah, I still do some racing, mostly mountain bike. And um, yeah, I'll race, you know, I don't know, seven, eight, nine times a year usually. And um, yeah, I just enjoy it. I just, it's fun now. And um, yeah, I've been competitive for a long time in a variety of sports. And uh, it's nice to be able to keep that up. Now, tell us about the variety of athletes that you work with here at CU Sports Med and Performance. Yeah, we have, um, you know, as we say it, it's athletes of all ages and abilities. So, and that really does hold true for the type of people we work with. We have, um, you know, elite athletes, uh, who were just in the Olympics that we've had come through the center that we've worked with and different, um, on different aspects of their training and nutrition, um, you know, all the way to, you know, never ever athletes who are just starting or, you know, took a 20 year break from, from running, for example, and they want to get back into it. So, uh, we've run the whole gamut, you know, and as far as sports, it's not always endurance sports. I think that's a common misconception where, you know, I mean, 
we all have basically shaved legs and you see us in spandex a lot, but, um, but we do work with a lot of other athletes. We're heavily involved with, um, the high schools at Boulder Valley school district and different strength and team sports as well. So, um, so we do run that whole range and it's really just applying the concepts that we use for sports performance across those different areas. Now, this is really bringing a question to mind. What types of athletes rehab the best? Hmm, that's a good question. Because you've got people who I think are so driven they want to overdo. Mm-hmm. Then you have the other person who maybe doesn't want to do their exercises mm-hmm. because it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a wide variety of yeah. people, pain tolerance. I mean, what hurts someone maybe be kind of normal to someone else. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it parallels the type of athletes we see where we just see such a range that, um, we have athletes that are really driven and hang on every word that you say, where, you know, if you give them the recommendations and say, Hey, you need to do a, B and C, they'll get it done. Exactly. And they're, they're easy to work with because, uh, you know, they give you the feedback, they do what needs to be done. And, uh, you know, then we have athletes where it's a little bit tougher on uh, compliance and it's tough to get them to do that. So it takes a little bit more, but that's where, you know, the, um, the art of it comes in the communication and we just have to make sure we can, you know, twist things the right way and communicate with them to, to help motivate them to, you know, maintain that compliance, you know, and then we can get everybody where we need to be. Now, how do you bring your sports nutrition background into this? I, I assume that's a big part of uh, people's therapy. It is, yeah. I mean, we'll have athletes who come in a lot for physiological testing, for example, and um, you know, we'll see certain aspects of their um, of their metabolism and their response during uh, a physiology test, where it'll indicate things like, "Hey, you might have low carbohydrate storage. So, how can we address that?" So, many times we'll have a physiology test and then even a follow up nutrition consult, where I'll, I'll talk to them in more depth about nutrition, and um, you know, it can be as something as simple as rearranging their diet a little bit, doing, you know, more of a customized meal plan or recommendations, um, setting calorie ranges and specific amounts for carbohydrate, protein, and fat based on their activity levels. And, uh, you know, even taking it as far as with some of the new technology we have now, we can actually look at uh, stored carbohydrate or or muscle glycogen with ultrasound, right, which was developed here in the center. So uh, we can look at that and give athletes very accurate uh, numbers to tell them, Hey, your gas tank is 80% full or your gas tank is 20% full. And, uh, that really helps drive recommendations for training and nutrition where then we can apply an intervention and then retest and really help them get on the right track to performance. Now I hate to bring myself into this, ask a personal question. Mm -hmm. So I want to make this a general question, but use me as an example. Sure. Um, so I'm someone who my biggest race of the year is in June. So Mm -hmm. I train very hard through the spring have a very strict nutrition plan, um, but I have a higher number of calories. Uh, After that race ends, then I get into announcing events, and then I get into directing events, so my training falls way off, but my appetite is still way up. And I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, you know, we are cyclical. So as a sports nutritionist, do you change people's dietary plan throughout the year? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'll look at exercise to drive those recommendations. So yeah, in your case, if, if it's very high at one point of the year, uh, we'll see that change and likely increase as you get ready and taper for your event. And, uh, we'd also change macronutrients to accommodate that. But yeah, then after you dial it back, then we have to say, okay, just take a, you know, mostly carbohydrates are really the fuel source for athletes and that's what gets you to the finish line. So that's one of the go-to areas where for, you know, intensive training loads and long training blocks. Yeah. Carbohydrate needs need to go up and that's really to accommodate the training. But that's one of the first areas that, um, in when we're reducing training, we can say, okay, let's look at your carbohydrate intake and we'll dial that back a little bit to make sure it's sufficient for, for your body day to day and for the training that you are doing or not doing if it's a rest period. And, um, and that's where we can easily make adjustments in calories that way. Now you also work with people and I hate to say Mm non-athletes because we're kind of all athletes, uh, Mm -hmm. but people who maybe aren't focused on a sport, Mm -hmm. um, but they want to be able to walk comfortably or Mm -hmm. garden comfortably. Mm -hmm. Um, do you bring that type of person in here? Yeah, we do. We have, um, through our health and wellness program, we have, um, I would say more walkers than runners in recent history that actually come through and, and they'll do a very similar version of the physiological test that we do, but, um, we tailor the, uh, the protocol and the results more to health and wellness and in particular mitochondrial health, which is, um, you know, something that our, our performance director, uh, Dr. Inigo San Milan has been developing and that through that protocol, we can look at mitochondrial health, we can say, and we know that certain diseases are associated with poor mitochondrial health. And that also um, goes into metabolic function. And we know there's diseases that are linked to metabolic function. So yeah, for the walkers that come in, um, the gardeners, we can, we take them through a very similar process. We still look at their metabolic function and then we'll say, okay, based on that and for the activity you need, this is what we would recommend to improve your health. And then by improving health, that improves their you know, their enjoyment of those activities. Is it intimidating for someone to come in and see an elite athlete in here or professional cyclist or whichever sport it is? How does that affect people? Yeah, I think it is intimidating. You know, we, we still get a lot of questions from people who think we're just here for the elite athletes or just here for the CU athletes. And, you know, we, we do work with a lot of elite athletes, but Um, they're easy to work with and we get a lot of the protocols and a lot of the data generated from them just because they're, you know, they, they're extremely healthy. They're extremely active. We can get them to do a lot of work and give it, get that data. But then we, we take that data and we apply it to the general population and the recreational athletes. So there is that intimidation factor I know for recreational or non-athletes even that, you know, or people who think they're non-athletes, um, but want to be active and they come in and I think they do get intimidated by that, but we always try to stress that yes, we work with elite athletes, but they give us great data that we can then apply to help everyone, essentially. Well, Ryan, I know this is kind of off the cuff, but uh, I got to say, I'm looking forward to starting a weekly sports nutrition show with you. Hint, hint. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I'll look forward to it as well. <laughs> right. Ryan Kohler here at CU Sports Med and Performance Center in Boulder, Colorado. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. I'm George.